Christmas special episode, um, very much focused around the forthcoming Portsmouth Coastal Marathon, which everyone's super excited about being, I think, potentially the last marathon in, in a lot of people's race um, calendars. I know there's a few more kind of events that get snuck in at the end of the year, but yeah, very much kind of end of the year um, race for, for us down in Portsmouth and people that travel down for it as well, because people do come from quite far. But yeah, looking forward to, to having a chat um, with our special guest on the show, who is from TJ Waste, John Gosling. Uh, John's kind of a local runner uh, and a triathlete and Ironman. And of course, uh, they are the main sponsor for this year's uh, Portsmouth Marathon. And as always, I'm joined by no other than David Harvey, aka Metal Boy, uh, <laughs> who's who's donning a, a Metallica skull on this year's Christmas tree. I think Dave, is that right? Well, yeah, uh, yeah, it's up there. It's, I was I was told straight away that is not staying up there, but it is it's still there. It's oh my a, goodness! So you... <laughs> it's the skull that I think you bought it for me last Christmas, actually, Dan. <laughs> oh, is it that one? Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Apologies, Heather. <laughs> no, no, she, oh, she's out, out, out the room doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. Did you, um, you, you got my reply to yours with our, with our, um, well, I, I try to get, get away with putting a speed ghost, a hoka speed ghost on the top of the Christmas tree. That didn't yeah. last. Did you injure the top of the Christmas tree? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas tree was very comfortable, very comfortable and cushioned in it. Thank you. <laughs> So listen, mate. How are you? Because you had a. I'm I mean, okay. since we since we last recorded, you had that you had that really good race you did where you Thank were top you. ten, top, um, top five. Right. I think you're being kind there, Dan. Actually. So at the moment, um, just in case anyone's listening and I slur my words, is that I'm plump as a Christmas turkey because I've been season. out for a roast dinner this afternoon and with baby, obviously. But it's only up the road, so we've had a few glasses of wine <laughs> and. Um, and just enjoying our Sunday afternoon, really. So that's all good. Um, but yeah, like uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did the Cop Form Fifty, the Cop, which I've, is. You know, I've heard about this event before, but I've never, I've never spoken to anybody who's run it. So it'll be good to kind of hear from you how it all went. Yeah, it was all right. It was um, hard, I'd say, because um, it's basically it's it's run by a guy called Alan Rumbles, who um, for me, when I was sort of getting into running, I heard his name and he was one of these kind of like guys that did these super long races that was a little bit of an enigma and I've looked up to him quite a lot you know like one of these um sort of legends, like legends of the sport yeah 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 and so he started up canary trail running events and um or canary trail events and part of the uh the kit check is that you might have to take a canary with you oh really so yeah oh, that's unique yeah yeah it's quite straight i'm not sure what the story is behind it but um all right, so so you end up going to kit check and then it says you cannot run unless you've got a canary so i'd like trawled through hetty's toys the night before and i found this yellow toy that looked a little bit like a chicken but I thought <laughs> probably passes a canary yeah um brilliant. but the, the premise of it is is it's based on um, an old, another old classic UK race called the Caesars Camp 100, which was in, I think it was in Aldershot around some like MOD army land that was okay. sort of notorious for having a cocky and um, sad, sadistic race director um, who lacked empathy, obviously, for all of the runners that went <laughs> and did it. And it was um, 10, 10 mile laps of hilly and difficult terrain. Um so he tried to recreate this in a sort of different location and it was all around the North Downs Way and the Box Hill hike. Okay. So 
um, you'd start from Mickleham Village Hall and then do a climb. And uh, the first climb, it's kind of bizarre as you head up towards Box Hill. Um, there were two cars like in the woods, like, you know, burnt out cars mm-hmm. um, on the side of the trail that was in the middle of the woods. And you can literally like not see how they got them there. So um, that is weird. It's almost like, like, a tor- like a car by tornado or something. Just yeah, like, exactly. Just yeah, absolutely that. And um, so, yeah, it was basically a 10 mile lap of uh, the North Downs Way, the Box Hill hike and lots of steps um, and lots of hills, really. And in the final two miles of the of the lap, you had um, the Box Hill steps going yep. right from the stepping stones up to the top of Box Hill. And then you go down the other side of Box Hill only to go up something called St- Satan's Staircase. Which um, sounds beautiful and and, yeah. and, fl- and flat, obviously, yeah. Yeah. So they did a, <laughs> they did a 50k version, a 100k version, a 50 mile version, and a 100 mile version. So there's okay. lots of different distances there, and it was just yeah, it was just horrible. Um, so you did the 50 mile. Yeah. 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 Okay. And how did how did you get on? Because I think you had a good result. It was all right. I think I did 11 hours roughly okay. all in for about fifth place, but. That was probably mid-pack, really, because there was only 10, 20 people doing it or doing the 50-mile race. A few people doing the hundreds and, you know, lots of familiar, um, the the local kind of familiar ultra lads there. So there was Dave Stewart, who ran a bit of Lon Lass with, and he's done lots of Centurion races. There was James Elson and Drew Sheffield there, Uh, Tremaine, who was at Western States with, so... Well, you know, lots nice. and lots of familiar faces. Cassia, who who was on the podcast only a few months ago. Yeah, it's lovely Cassia, yeah, yeah. With, with her amazing yeah. photos. Yeah, and Ellen Cosson was there as well. So, yeah, it was it was just good. It was nice to see lots of familiar people. So. Fantastic. I can't believe you just snuck another 50 miler in there, Dave. It's like, what is your mileage at this year, by the way? Uh, not that much, actually. It's only just over 2,000 miles, I think. But you're closer to three, aren't you? I'm closer to three, but I thought you would have been, you would have been past three, you know. Definitely. No, no. Okay. I've been, I've had actually sort of post track 100. I've not really been doing that much, so I put this in quite quickly because I didn't really sort of know. I've what not to been, do. I've not been, I've not been doing much. Therefore, I'm going to do a hilly 50 miler. Yeah, Dave. Dave I'm... <laughs> <laughs> the logic Your plan. <laughs> the, the, I'm sure the logic is there. I'm, I'm, I would never question Michelle's uh, at all awesome uh, awesome coaching but that's that's amazing so listen how are you um oh by the way quickly sneak it in there i've i've actually been racing today myself <laughs> have you i snuck in a, t- a 10 my first ever can you believe it in 10 years of running my first ever 10k race oh wow where was that it's done it's done it was um a place uh a place in a race called uh well it was with a company called run through we do like a lot okay. of events um around the country and it was the Southampton 10K. I think it was just called the Southampton 10K. Yeah. Uh, and it started in inside of St. Mary's Football Stadium, which was quite 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 nice. Oh wow! So we um yeah went went from the stadium, a bit of a I'd say like a, yeah kind of like a very industrial kind of route. We went over one of the bridges in Southampton, so there was like you know got to see the water and stuff, which was quite nice. But then the rest of it was pretty much like around just roads, lots and lots of corners. Um, and boy was it cold. It was I think we started off this morning by the by the uh, in the event center i think it was about minus five this morning mm. it's horrendously cold but wrapped up warm 
and got a good result in the end. I was like, you know, I've, I've never raced the distance. I've, I've obviously done a lot of training at, yeah. at that distance and stuff like that. But I, th- so was I it think faster than the speed of light. No, it was not fast. Definitely not faster than the speed of light. A hundred percent not. It was, um, it was good though. I think I got, I, I thought I would, I thought I would get anywhere under like 40, 41, 42, I thought. And then I managed to sneak in. I just missed 38, 59. So I got in 39, 01, I think. Oh. Jesus Christ, Dan, that's quick. What, what's, yeah, so what's an average mileage on that? Mile six, hour six, seventeen. So six, six, seventeen a mile. So I don't know what that is in in K's. Hell. that is pretty quick, Dan. No, I was, I was I was really pleased with that. And I had I think I had more in the legs as well. Like, Christ, <laughs> I felt, I felt, that's, so that's twelve, thirty four, eighteen, thirty four, isn't it? Somewhere around there, maybe, yeah, maybe just yeah. over, just over. But it was, it was awesome. It was really cool, like quite a unique experience to go into St Mary's because, yeah, it's quite, a, yeah. it's quite a nice looking stadium from from the inside. Did you win? All... No, I didn't. But I, however, what? I did. I think I won my age category, which was which is now V forty five, which I realised as well. I was gu- I was going to say I thought it was that the seventy four to seventy nine year old. <laughs> well, I don't. It, honestly, I, 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 I really looked through the results and I realised like now it was V45, I think was its own, it's, well, it's a new category. So <laughs> that was another, the, the second place V45 was a second behind me. So oh, right. Was, uh, yeah, was, good. <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. Good yeah, yeah, really, yeah, really pleased. And nice to finally. You, I think, you know, like you're, you're quite good at the fast stuff, aren't you? Like really. Um, I think it's like you, you tend to you're you're kind of like um go to speed is something that's at the sharper end of my speed I'd say yeah but yeah like, like you're the same though Dave when you're when you're sharp you're you're quick as well and you're pushing me along uh, as well so it's just and also like there's always no matter where you are unless you're Elliot Kipchoge or, or Jim Wormsley or Kelly and Jornay there's always someone in front of you there's always someone behind yeah. you it's just you slot in somewhere in the train don't you you do um, you do yeah, but you so which is why I guess it's important to just like in, just be happy with your result, I guess. But. Exactly. Well, actually, you know, um, I was talking to, about this to someone yesterday. That's the good thing about running is, and this I was talking to someone that had done the um, Great South Run in two hours twenty or something like that, and um, and was saying actually about your your friend Gianni who did two forty five or something in a marathon. Uh, well, I, so I saw him on Saturday. It was two forty two. With two toilet breaks, no. yeah, with two toilet breaks, and he wasn't happy. He, he, well, I say he, was, he wasn't happy. He was really happy with his drop, but he, he, he claimed he could have gone a lot faster. So wow, that's watch amazing. the space. So yeah, and and like what I was saying, because because I, I mentioned that time because because uh, you know he is he absolutely ama- amazing, really. That's really yeah. really quick. Is that um, regardless of whether you do two two forty two um a marathon or 220 doing 10 miles at great south run it's all, all it is is it's against yourself and it's against so, the course and it's your your completion of of the challenge and that's for me that's what running is and that's why i get really pleased when people put out these hard races and i'm able to complete like complete them yeah because it's absolutely. only ever against yourself exactly so. exactly You're not chasing the times but no super important like like everyone should should always be happy with the results it's always i, th- I think like comparison what, what do they say? Comparison's the killer of joy. There's some kind of, I've probably got that saying completely wrong. But um, perfection is the killer of progress or something. Oh, no, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> like, I, I really, like, depending on how you look at that statement, I, I do, 
like 100 percent agree with that statement however yeah. it can also yeah. be used positively as well so you know to to think about people who are running faster times and to look up to your yeah. models, the people you're chasing is is super important as well because it kind of pulls you along and inspires <coughs> you to go a bit quicker or or even benchmark, isn't it? Like you need yeah. to benchmark yourself against other things as well, don't you? To work out whether you're actually doing a good job or a shit job. Exactly, exactly. But it's just one element. So there you go. Yeah. So Absolutely. listen, how are you feeling for the marathon? Um, dude, I'm really looking forward to it. But um, I, this will be, I think, my eighth or ninth year in a row of doing it. Oh, brilliant. Um, and for me, it's a bit, it's just a legendary race because I love doing it. It feels like Christmas. It's now become that thing that makes you feel like it's Christmas time so yep. it's as much about that as as doing the running really so and i love yep. rob pickett he's a legend um he is know, it's just i just look forward to it every year so he is, he is I'm, indeed I'm really really pumped so i don't i did a really good time for me last year it will be no nowhere near that this year 320 so. what was it 328 or something last year I think it was a bit quicker than that. I think it was around 320, wasn't it? Oh, sorry. I've just, <laughs> Why, I've just added it some up time. There, you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't have it up here. I just, I kind of remember that you ran a really good time that you were pleased with. So, mm. um, that's cool. Have you got a so time in mind this year? Because we've got a, we've got a fun bus which is mm. being organised by by a, a group of local runners that I know. Um, again, somebody who's been on the show, Ross Partridge. Um, let me know that they're going to be running a 3:30 fun bus. So it's a group of group of people going to be taking some speakers, taking some food, and mm. not sure how how much fun it's going to be as in fun. But I <laughs> I I don't good. think that running a three thirty marathon for me at the moment is going to be much fun at all. <laughs> but if you come and tr- if you come and join us, it will be fun for us. Yes, yes. We'll get, yes, <laughs> we'll get to watch. You might just have to like cope with this moaning sod <laughs> the whole time, saying it's too fast and I'm in pain or something. That's not, it's not going to be. I think it's going to be going to be tough for me, but I'll try and try and hang on to them for as long as um as long as possible. But what do you what, what did you think of? Because last year's route, I remember, kind of like we were finishing the run and we we did a recording and a video that's on YouTube, and I think we were like, I really enjoyed that new route where it kind of avoids a lot of the mud and just goes through the industrial estate. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It that's right. That's funny you should mention that because um, yeah, it does. I've totally forgot about that, and it started in Castlefield as well, didn't it? Yes. So it, yeah, because yeah, it comes off. You go across the stony beach, and then rather than that, I think some of the shoreline had fallen into the sea, hadn't it? It, it has. Yeah. Is that I, don't, right? I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's been repaired yet. Yeah. 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 But um, it's it's I looking good, and I think as well. I think because if you if you look at the poster that Rob's put together for for this for this for this um, marathon, and also by the way, we're talking about marathon. There is also the festive half, the 5k, and the 10k Santa runs as well. So we're talking about we're not just talking about the marathon. We call it the marathon, but we you know this includes everybody that's running running all the various races. Um, there's a picture of Southsea Castle on the poster, right? Yeah, and. I don't want to give anything away from the interview with uh, with John that's coming after we've finished uh, finished having our little rant, um, but I think there's going to be use of the castle. Oh wow, cool, really? Yeah, which means protected yeah. walls from any wind and possibly a tent and stuff. So yeah, yeah, m- more about that inside the interview. But and yeah, use Mar- of the br- use of the brewery at the end as well, I guess. I would assume so. Yeah, I would assume that the <laughs> the, the traders in there would probably want to be open for that. So. Mm. It should be good. It should be really good. But yeah, marathon yeah. starts at 8:30. Uh, 
festive half at 9.15, and then they've got the, the Santa runs, I think, from Excellent. 10 a.m., so it should be good. And then are we going to Weatherspoons for lunch after that, are we? I'm going to a birthday bash. Oh, wow, that. cool. <laughs> my, my, my father-in-law's 90th birthday. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we've got to go straight there. In fact, I'm, um, they've brought the dinner, they've brought the lunch forward because mm. they thought that the England, there was a possibility England could have been in the final. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dave, why are you laughing? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I've just um, probably strung on a lot of people's hearts over there. So sorry about that. Too soon. Um, mm. so yeah, so I've got to quickly, I've got to finish and then and then head straight straight off. Yeah. Um, so are you thinking carbons? I think I'm going to wear my vapor flies just to kind of give me an extra little bit I think of you should. and fun. I think you should. I want to see you run across the the muddy beach because the muddy beach this year is twice. We, we, we oh, are we did the muddy beach twice. That'd be interesting. Hundred percent twice. Paper flies. We sliding all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> With their little arrow, their pointed arrow shoes, they're going to be uh, digging into the sand. I think you might lose. Yeah. Them. Mm. But uh, I don't know what I don't know. What, shoes are, are a difficult one with this marathon. So I guess I guess ultimately, yeah, it would be road shoes for me. Mm. So I'll probably just go with something like the the Hoka Mac Five or something, just something. Oh, cliff, are you going to wear Hoka? Are you? Interesting. Um, yeah, surprise, surprise. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent, Dave. Hundred <laughs> percent. So is 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 Heather in the room? She, Heather is in the room. Hello. She's just there drinking a glass of red wine. Ah, uh, Heather, listen, um, I was um, I'm so 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 pleased that you were doing the marathon. So Heather, uh, Dave's partner, is doing the marathon as well. How are you feeling? I feel okay about it. Um, I wasn't really prepared to do the UTMB OCC. Um, well, I didn't think I was, but I did it. So I don't really feel prepared to do another marathon. And uh, so I'm going to do it anyway. But I've done it before. I didn't enjoy Good. it. But I'm going to do it. <laughs> You're just going to do it, Heather. That's um, what I love about I, you. You just get stuck in. You just, you just do I'm it. I'm just going to do it. it. Yeah. And uh, also, my good friend Joe, I see who I think you've met before at the Scout Camp. Um, oh, yes. She, is gonna, she did her, her first half marathon at the Portsmouth Marathon uh, last year. And this year is going to be her first ever marathon. So I really want to support her. So I'm going to go around with her. Shout out to Joe. Big yeah, shout exactly. out to Joe. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to give it a go. The show. <laughs> yeah. And if. Um, if I can't make it, I can just get someone to pick me up. But I'm I'm going to give it a good go. It's just be a bit of fun at the end of the year. But I haven't trained for it. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have fun out there. You'll you'll be. Was it Dave that got you to sign up? No, I just no. He doesn't think I should do it. What, <laughs> what? Dave? <laughs> he keeps thinking it's a silly idea. But no, I, I feel like I've just been tapering since uh, yeah UTMB. So that's basically my excuse. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. You'll be fine. You'll you'll do well. I look forward to seeing you guys there. And, yeah, and who's exactly. who's got who's got Hetty? Uh, my oh, I don't know. My mum or Dave's mum. We haven't decided that yet. But it'll be yeah. It'll be just be a nice day to be out there and see everybody. So we'll see how it goes. We're stopping. Then, will will Hetty be there on course? Uh, yeah, yeah. She'll mum and dad, yeah? be there. On, she'll be there on course. She can high five everyone. Brilliant. If you see a small small ginger child, uh, small baby, one year old, high five her. She'll love it. Incredibly and, cute. Um, <laughs> She'll probably be down like by um, Milton Common. Uh, I imagine that she'll be out there with my parents. So, yeah, okay. she will Brilliant. be. She will be on route at some point. Yeah. I get a little cuddle on the way down. It'll be good. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Heather, good luck. I hope it goes Thank well. Oh well, yeah, it'll be just. It'll just be. I'm going to take it nice and easy. We've got lots of time, so I'm just going to enjoy it and uh, enjoy the atmosphere. It'll be nice. Excellent. Fantastic. It'll be good to see you as well, Dan. Can't wait. It's going to be good. Drink some of the whiskey and coke at the aid stations. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I, I don't know how people do that. Honestly, it's just uh, it's beyond me. I just do, do not know, feel like any alcohol. 
Last year, Dan, there was um, whiskey and coke at a couple of the aid stations on the way back, and I, I drank it. It just it spurred me on. It made me faster, I swear. And I, I'm not not normally a fan of drinking and running. So did it really? <laughs> <laughs> We'll see, we'll see. But no, yeah. I can't wait, Dave. It's going to be good. Um, last race of the of the calendar, like I say. Although, are you doing any of um, second wind runnings, winter cross? Oh, Phil offered me. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do it, but you've just reminded me that it might be worth just giving Phil a little message and just seeing if okay. he's got any spaces left on it. <laughs> okay. I mean, the only reason why I don't do that is because, yeah, I like trying to fit in another long run in that last week. For me... Probably yeah. Would have too well, and it's, but yeah, it's a I do think Christmas and oh, I, I love I love Phil's race. I've done the Winter Cross a few times. It's fantastic, um, but I am feeling on that precipice of injury, on that edge at the moment where um, it's been a busy my life, year, man. My life, huh? It's been a busy year for you. It's been like you've done a lot. You've done loads. Got over injuries, and you've raced loads, and you've really stretched yourself this year. Well, I don't, I don't want to mess up the tunnel, so obviously um, I've got I've got to go and run inside for fifty odd hours in a couple of months. So Gosh. Um, I don't really don't want to mess that up, and obviously I'm going to go for the win on that, as I always do in every race that I enter. Dan, so. that's it, Dave. That's it. No, yeah. nothing short of a win. Well, dude, exactly. listen, it's been fantastic to catch up. Um, look forward to seeing you very soon, and because we haven't seen each other for a little while, and yeah. Good luck with the marathon, guys. Good luck, yeah. good luck, good Quite luck, Hitty, number one supporter. And we're going to go across now to John Gosling's interview to tell us all about TJ Waste and their sponsorship of the marathon. Take care, guys. See you soon. Speak to you soon. Thank you, bye. Cheers, bye. guys. Bye, bye, bye. We'll take your rubbish, any old rubbish, just call TJ Waste. Your rub on your trees, your old back door. Give us a call, we'll do the rest. Grab bags or skits, we'll take the lot. Just give us a call. We're number one on the south coast, TJ Waste. Last minute skips we'll bring to you, you know we can't be beaten. 0800 563 TJ Hello and a very warm welcome to John Gosling. Uh, welcome to our special Portsmouth Coastal Marathon show, or I guess we'll, we'll maybe call it our Christmas special uh, running show, John. So. So, yeah, we finally made it happen. Deepest apologies about having to cancel last week and stuff, but we finally got there. How are you doing? Fine, thank you, Dan. Yeah, we're getting ready for Christmas. The uh, the trees are up, the, the presents are being wrapped. So, yes, uh, and obviously, you know, things to do before Christmas, but uh, and time running out, but there you go. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And, and when we connected, obviously, I got to see your your lovely Christmas tree behind uh, behind you over there. So yeah, looking all looking all good. And you reckon uh, you reckon presents wrapping already? Like, crikey, you're, you're ahead of the game, man. I've just yeah, finished I shopping. Won't, I won't take all the credit for that. In fact, I take no credit for it whatsoever. But um, yeah, there's a better person me in the household that does that for me. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I tell you what, it's so crazy just how fast, like, December goes and before I know it I'm thinking oh I've still got I've still got a month before and oh, no, I don't have a month before Christmas it's like two weeks oh yeah. god yeah. <laughs> fortunately I took a day off of work this week so uh, so I managed to get some some of the Christmas shopping done uh, in Whiskey which was uh, an interesting experience in itself actually they've got some good shops there Where, do you do you ever go across there yes I mean it does I have to say put our local shops other than Gunwolf to shame um yeah, yeah. I'm a touchy-feely person and if I'm going shopping 
bit for stuff and myself and other people. You know, I, I like to feel that you know, online is great, but it's, it's still not the same as actually knowing what you want to buy or try it on and, you know, see it that way, perhaps I'm old fashioned, but uh, I, I no, I'm with you. I'm with you there because I wasn't that keen on, on going across to like a shopping centre, a big shopping centre. And then when I got there, I was literally like, it just, I just, like, things escalated very quickly. I was like, let's buy that, let's buy that, let's buy that, let's go and check this out. So uh, there is something nice about being in a shop and actually get to getting to see, see stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it's yes. really good. Yeah. So um, on to the show. Now, you are the managing director at TJ Waste, whom many runners will know of, either because you sponsored the Portsmouth Coastal Marathon now for, for about five years. Um, so, so people would have seen that. Or they've all been hooked on that famous TJ Waste and Recycling jingle from the radio, John. <laughs> I definitely won't see it, but anybody who does want to skip or want some of our services and they sing it, we will give them a discount once they phone up and, and book something online. Uh, yeah, we will we will give them a discount for singing the jingle. <laughs> Amazing, because I was I was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you later on, which I'm gonna I'm gonna bring forward to now was, will anybody get anything special if we sing the jingle uh, on the route? Um. I'm sure we can come up with something. There is, a, <laughs> there is an ongoing competition which has been sent out today uh, for the participants, which is a chance to win a T-shirt, uh, one of the marathon T-shirts. So I'm sure we can um, dig deep and find something else for for special um, renditions. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Brilliant, amazing. I mean, it's such a. I know we've spoken about it before, uh, John, and it's like it's such a catchy. I think it's one of the catchiest things I've ever heard on radio. So it, it, I'm sure there's. I remember a story to that jingle. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you okay going into like how it all came about? Yeah, I mean, we were. We went to a, a recording studio and, and asked them to sample five or six of them. Uh, and the minute they got well, less than a minute, thirty seconds into it, we, we thumbs up and and that's the one we wanted. We thought we were only going to use it for three months because people would get bored of it. But what's actually happened, that's now probably in its 10th or 11th year. We rotated around the radio stations, but you know, people you know, from the dentist holding a drill you know, over your tooth and saying, I've heard that jingle once, one more time, I'll drill a bit deeper. Um, yeah. you know, through to people singing on the phone, singing as you go past to see one of our lorries and um, school kids. Um, putting stuff on YouTube singing it so yeah it's brilliant <laughs> it's amazing it's kind of like just yeah I guess with with the whole TikTok generation and like YouTube YouTube shorts now and Instagramming so I reckon it's going to come back and I, I, I maybe what we should do is um ask the listeners out there if they're going to be making any kind of reels or um or YouTube shorts or anything of the actual day let's see let's see how many of them can incorporate the the the, the jingle into that can you can you get the jingle online do you think you could you yes, could, online you think, if, you, if you go on youtube and look tj waste jingle it's there it's, cool. it's there for everybody to use or or, or borrow or uh, take snippets from there's no you know from our side there's no copyright so yeah that's fine. brilliant there we go there we go so challenge out there to you runners whoever's whoever's creating any video content go for it let's see if you can incorporate it into the tune and tag tj waste as well so Excellent. That should be good. Um, so, so you're looking forward to the event yourself because because you, you're running the marathon, are you? Yes. Um, it, it's one of them times where, it, for us now, it indicates Christmas is coming. It's mm. it's a strange marathon because it's never going to be a PB. We know that because of the the, the, the terrain is is on and off road. It's across a beach. We're never too sure what weather we're going to get. Um, but everybody turns up in good spirits. You know, we get the people turning up in fancy dress. We get people turning up in 
vests and t-shirts and we get people turn up with tights, woolly hats and, um, you know, heavy clothing. So you just get that good feel when you're there that everybody's ready for Christmas. So it's, it's one where, yes, you have to do the training. There's no doubt about it, but it's, you know, it's not, it's not a London marathon where the nerves are there. You're there for enjoyment. You're there to see other people. Uh, and I'm surprised at looking at the list and knowing where some of the running clubs are, how far people come down to do it. Oh yeah, you know, that's, yeah. That close to Christmas, you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Think. Yeah, I think I think I know people who have come down from Scotland and right before. So yeah, I mean, so. one there's a guy last year I was talking to. He came all the way down from Hull, so uh, and he was travelling back that day. Um, yeah, so it, it is amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we've had. I think there was one year. And John, you might, you might, you'll probably know this. There was, I think the guy who set the course record was from Norway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, that is right. It's John, that was John Alban, wasn't it? Who came down and ran it like a 230 or something. How he did that. I remember him coming back after the turn and I was thinking, no, he must be doing a half. Um, <laughs> he was just flying. Yeah. You know, it's, it's brilliant to see, you know, when you see a runner, uh, at that magnitude the, it's great to see their they're running form and they're enjoying it and i think the chap on the bike the lead bike was struggling to keep up with him to be fair yeah yeah well at that pace yeah not, not surprising especially with the with the pebbles and stuff underfoot but yeah and it that was an incredible year because i think john alban is actually like a world-class obstacle runner uh, and and long distance runner himself so he's yeah he's on the he's on the world-class stage there and yeah. to have him down at the marathon was, was quite was quite something and yeah obviously his his time showed as well but yeah, it's amazing. Now, it's been, I think it's been a like a long while since we've actually run together because we've done we've run a few times together, like doing the odd kind of like early Sunday run with you and Richard. Um, but I think the last time we ran together was possibly to Hailing and back, or it could have been on the South Downs when when Neil Dyer came along as well. I think it's the South Downs. Um, yeah, we've got it's, it's all been broken up unfortunately by COVID. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. I blame you for making us do the uh, race of the Kings. Uh, so that's why we're on South Downs training for that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I'm sure it was. I've, I've got a bit of footage of it somewhere. But yeah, I mean, I think we run at different times. I'm an early p- morning person, um, obviously from your Strava, and you leave a little bit later in the day. Um, yeah. You know, just different work patterns. Yeah, we're still out on a Sunday. We, we go early-ish on a Sunday. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's it's always like it's always the hardest thing trying to find like the same time of day or or the same day in the week to run. So it's always always good intentions to kind of run together. Because I've said to I've said to Richard actually, who I know you, you run with early um, a lot on the weekends. I've said to him like, you know, I'll I'll come down and run with you guys next weekend. But actually, getting out of bed for me these days, I'm finding it harder and harder to to get out, especially in the winter as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm mad. I don't have that problem. I have the problem sleeping in. So. If you look, well, you look at my driver anyway, so, you know. Quite super often, early. Super early. Leave the house five, quarter past five. Oh. You know, it's my start to the day. It's my thinking time. You know, the, the people in the office know the days I've been running or doing exercise because, you know, I've come in invigorated. I've, you know, you've had some thinking time. You've already lined up your first set of questions to the staff and to get them motivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just for me it's the best time of the day you know running down the seafront or you know come winter come summer there's, there's always a different scene rain pale snow whichever the, yeah it's a different canvas um every time you go down there and you see different people well, you see the same people because they're out walking the dogs or yeah you know, there's a little community funny enough at different times of the day you go 
uh, you know, which is great. Um, you know, we've got quite a few people that we nod and say hello to, know the names of the dogs that they're walking, you know, and, you know, it's great. It is. It's awesome. I like what you say about about it being a different canvas every time. That's a that's a good way to put it. Because you know, a lot of people say to me, you know, Dan, you run along the seafront all the time. Like you're doing the same routes. Do you like aren't you aren't you just bored of it? And I'm like, no. It's it's a it's a different configuration every time. And and I think I've said this to Dave before on some of the previous shows. You know, it can be it can be as much as you know a, a difference in a flock of birds that, that kind of like goes across the skyline or something something that catches you in that run that makes a difference to all the other runs and, and and that's kind of like what i look out for in each one and it doesn't matter about the the route or anything as long as you're moving and you you get those little kind of differences and stuff that's where you that's where you find the beauty so yeah interesting interesting way to put it yeah definitely yeah 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 so what running have you done this week are you um are you throwing in any good kind of training sessions for the marathon or are you like you said earlier just kind of you know taking it easy but but you've done the distance well it's been a busy year for me this year. Um, so I have to say this week's been a bit of a taper. Next week will be a bit of a taper. Um, okay. You know, this year, with you know, early part of the year was um, Seville Marathon, um, followed by uh, an Ironman in Italy, yep. followed by two weeks later, London. And because I'm not very good at scheduling things, two weeks after Amsterdam, which is a deferred one for the year before, which... I sort of semi forgot about when I offered to do London for charity. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so after that, I have to be honest and say I needed to take a deep breath. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, you know, up in London when I was in London, unfortunately, being in the crowds and being on the train and the tube, uh, I, you know, managed to keep away from it for three or four years. I caught COVID, but very, very lightly. So since Amsterdam to now, I've not taking it yeah you know, i have taken it slightly easier you know so a nice little taper a nice little enough training you know to follow a pattern i'm very much following a pattern and a training plan yep. um but making sure it's you know nothing too speedy plenty of recovery and, and the odd tempo run the odd sprint but you know so a couple of five milers five miler in the morning i think we're doing between eight and ten on sunday and then okay. a couple of three milers next week and ready for uh, a nice steady not too fast off from the start run next week um sounds sensible yeah yeah R- R- Russ, runners are not are not often sensible john but um i'm finding more more and more of the sensible kind around as i as i as i look <laughs> i think a little bit comes with age but i've got a few years on here so um and a few ah, years met on your your podcast before uh, and i think over time there's a sense of realism yeah, you can still bang out some good times, but if you want to run 52 weeks of the year and yeah. you know, do triathlons and do, do whichever, you, you, know, you can't train all year. You have to go up the ups and the downs. And actually, I think one thing I've learned as I've got slightly older is it's not all about running fast. You know, you know take some of the other people we've had in the podcast. You know, running is great because it doesn't matter if it's, you know, someone at the back of the pack of a park run or someone at the front, you know, we're all out there enjoying it. It's all part of a community. Everybody, exactly. yeah, and that's one of the reasons we got involved with the marathon. But we wanted to be involved in something that was local, something we could put our name to, something that was already related to a charity. We, we yep. were looking for charities in the local areas we work with. So we uh, we worked with the Rainbow Centre in Fairham, Rose Road in Southampton, 
um, there's one or two other smaller local charities in, in Portsmouth. And we know that Rob from Believe and Achieve always puts a good proportion of his takings for the events into a charity. Yep. And we just it was a good way of joining him and, and helping through the sponsorship, help with some costs. You know, so some more of that money could actually go to the charity. So, yeah, it, it was a win-win for us. And, and definitely win for up for myself because you know, it's a passion of running, running locally, of doing some of Rob's events and, and, and enjoying his events and the organisation and the low key. You know, everybody relates Portsmouth to the Great South Run, but actually, that's a big run. That's not a local run. This this is a, a, a community run. Uh, you know, we all know that running even. <laughs> And these times has got expensive. If you look at the entry fees, one or two. Absolutely. Rob, to be fair to him, keeps it at a sensible level. Um, you know, it's well organised. Um, you know, it's within sensible numbers, and yeah, you know, it's, it's a good community. So, you know, it, it's good to be could be part of it from two reasons: one as a sponsor, and one as the as a participant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing, and I can't wait to kind of dig into a little bit about. Kind of how the sponsorship works which i'm going to ask you about in a bit and kind of a little bit more about tj waste as well but before we do that you mentioned earlier uh doing those overseas marathons because you've you've done a few now and and how long ago was that last one uh so amsterdam was middle of october middle of uh, october okay okay so, so you're kind of, i guess you're kind of distance wise you're relying on that uh, kind of muscle memory for for this marathon as well so just like you know having a nice kind of Easy few miles with a few tempo runs, like you said, leading up to the marathon. And that yeah, we had a couple of, we, we, we managed some long runs on a Sunday, yeah, a cool. nice steady pace, um, you know, to, just to make sure that the endurance is there. Yeah, good, um, good, good. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, um, so how many have you done overseas exactly? Because I know that, I know that, you know, I've, I've heard about you guys kind of going off and doing, doing, you know, the marathons in Spain and, I think you've done some in, did you do Hungary as well? Did you go across? Uh, so it was Haley did Budapest. So we've done Paris, Berlin, uh, Seville, Amsterdam. Uh, and there's one more. Uh, obviously on top of that is Copenhagen, yep. Hamburg, and um, Emilia Romega for uh, the Ironman, uh, as well as... <laughs> I chose the first one in the UK because I thought it'd be easier and, and didn't quite understand that Bolton's quite hilly. Um, okay. So, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's lovely to go abroad. It's, it's, it's nice to um, yeah, tie a little bit of a sightseeing with, with something you're passionate about and want to go and do. Yeah. Um, do, do, sure. you always, do, do you always take the family across as well for those, for those trips? Do they come and support you and, for the sightseeing and stuff there's a mix and a match obviously okay. the kids are getting a little older now they've got universities colleges schools and all that's been in the way so some of them will go with richard some of the family come um you know and we put an extended holiday on the back of it you know just to to break it up and uh, and get the sightseeing and it's, it's a good way of, of, of doing it you know um i'm fortunate enough to have qualified for for boston next year um so that's planned for, for April. So I'm Amazing. really looking forward to that. So that'd be, if we, you know, touch wood and everything going well, that one, so that'd be three stars. I'm not saying I'm going to do the, the six stars, but that'd yeah, be it's coming. London, Berlin. <laughs> that'd be London, Berlin and Boston. 
Um, quite a fancy Chicago. Okay. Um, do you know what? New York's never. I don't know. It, we've been to New York. It's a lovely place. Um, the actual marathon itself is not wholly in New York. It's, it's, it's out of the back and back in again. Just okay. you know, at the tour of fancy Boston. I was lucky enough to to get a qualifier on time at um, Seville to to get it there. So yeah, I'm looking okay. forward to that. Because is um is Japan on that list as well? Of the of yeah. So, yeah, Tokyo's on there. Um, okay. Okay. And that, that would be a a nice place to go um, with a with a purpose. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I haven't really looked into it. It was never a, a desire to go and get the six stars, but obviously you want to get the yeah. third one. You, you I was going to say exactly. So so you start <laughs> looking at four, then you're looking at five yeah. and six. So yeah. yeah, I can see it happening. <laughs> That's brilliant. Though. That's excellent. That sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of good trips you've had, and a lot of good uh, good trips to look forward to as well. And I really hope you enjoy Boston because I had a I spent a lot of time in Boston when I went for a for a trip with work uh, this year and got to run along the the long strip as part of the marathon and stuff. And yeah, it's a it's a it's a really great city to 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 look around and tour around. Some interesting buildings and stuff. So I'm sure you'll have a great time there. It'll be it'll be really good. Um, yeah, so to, yeah, absolutely. John, I've got to ask, are there any um, other talents or hobbies that keep you busy while um, while you're not working or running or, or with a family? Uh, I was, yeah, I, I gave in over lockdown and said um, yes to a dog, which I, I never thought I'd do. Hey, <laughs> it's amazing how many people have got dogs now. <laughs> um, actually, I have to be honest and say you know, it's, it's part of the family and it does get you out you know, with the family and, and going for walks, which we like to do anyway. It, but it's just it, it's just that little extra edge um i'm keen i started off life life as a carpenter many many years ago so i'm keen at diy i'm quite happy to do that now because it's a hobby more than oh, cool. uh, it is having to do it for work and i do i wouldn't say talented but i do, I do play golf yeah we, um, we do quite yeah. a few work related charity events through work um, okay and golf and uh, tie that in as well so that to me is something that perhaps i want to continue later on in life when the you know the, the running may not be quite as easy you know i, I play with chaps at the moment who are in their late 60s early 70s from time to time mm. and you know it keeps them fit you know, yeah they, they're good they, they don't have to hit it a long way they just manage to hit it straight that's it and, yeah. you know, it is something there that's it's not uh, nice to have, uh, but it's enjoyable when it's it's exercise as well. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. My, I mean, my father's a keen golfer, and I spent many many weekends as a as a young boy, kind of following following him around, riding in the golf cart and stuff. And he he loves the game, and I, I I get it. It's it's a really healthy out there kind of like outdoors activity. Lots of walking, very keeps people very healthy and fit and stuff. And I think yeah, it's really. It's a, it's a good game. My dad, I think my dad calls it the beautiful game or something like, uh, unlike football. <laughs> uh, again, it's a, it's a sociable game. If, you, if you're playing in the four ball, there's four people you're talking to, there's four people you meet. And normally yeah. if you, you enter a competition or you, know, you, you do a charity day, they, they tend to mix and match the, the pairs. So a pair of you go out with another pair, so there's another two people you get to meet. You know, and it's surprising over a period of time with the running, with the traveling, with the golf, with work, how many, how, what your network of friends or network of people you know becomes. It's great. That's it. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm a keen believer in uh, the, the more you do in life and the more, the more movement you, you create yourself, the more things happen for you. So 
like you yeah. say, it's interesting to meet people and uh, yeah, things things kind of happen from there. So sounds sounds great, John. I didn't realize you play golf, so I've learned I've learned something new about you there. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, listen, like participants of the marathon, I guess, um, would have all received uh, an email from Rob this week, and I, and I was really pleased he sent it because obviously I got to got to kind of help out with this, with chatting with you about the sponsorship and stuff like that. But um, if you if they haven't received this email yet, I'm sure it will come through. But basically, it was about um, TJ Waste and also the Rowan's Hospice, which they're raising money for as well, um, and how you guys kind of help support the event um, and kind of like how that all works with you guys. But I guess to start with, again, could you take us through the story of how the how this kind of partnership came about between you guys and, and Rob and, and uh, kind of how you sponsor the races and stuff? Yeah, so it all started with Rob's earlier events. I think the first one I ever did was a Santa run. Um, I finished playing football and, you know, um, and wasn't really too much into running at the time. I got convinced uh, a night out the day, the day before they ought to do this Santa run the next day. Oh, yeah. uh, went down, saw Rob, bought a Santa suit off him and, and paid the entry. Uh, did the 5K uh, and realised that um, after giving up football and just playing golf is not the right thing to do for fitness. And you know, and actually thought, you know, this running, I actually quite enjoyed that. And I'd done it as a teenager and you know, cross country at school, etc. Thought okay. I'd give it another go. So... And that went from there, entered a few more Rob's events, got to know him, got to talk to him. Uh, one of the chaps he used to, used to do his security, which is Mark Graham, bless him, he passed away a couple of years ago, leukemia. Um, oh. he, he, I used to play football with him and he said, Rob, maybe looking for some sponsors, would you be interested? I said, yeah, of course we would. So we met with Rob. Um, we had, a, as I said earlier, an idea to support local charities, know where the money's going, know that the people that we're advertising in front of, I suppose, may need our services. You know, I'm not going to sell someone a skip unless they want it. So I just want to make sure that people are aware that we're part of the community, that give us a, an opportunity to, to you know, yeah. offer our services. And also actually give something... I know it's the old cliche, give something back to community, but it's actually give something to the local community and, you know, and to help Rob. You know, we understood from the first conversations with him that, you know, he was allowing, you know, some of the funding to go to a charity. And yeah. We could cover some of his expenses and, you know, and do some of it's not, it's not all about monetary things, there's other things, you know, That's supplying it, yeah. the band, supplying the waste services, supplying um, some of the material that goes into goodie bags. It's all all adds to things that then releases some of the funds that can go in to you know, help out with the charity. So uh, Rob and I sat down, we spoke about it, we said we'd try it for a year. We're now in our fifth year or fifth year plus the COVID ones. Yep. And, you know, we're looking for a long-term relationship. Great. And, um, you know, we, we do other things with the other events that he does with supplying bins and, you know, help out. You know, we're quite happy to go and help him out, set things up, even if we're not participating, you know, or lend a van or whichever. So, um, Fantastic. Yeah, so over a period of time, the, the, both the friendship and the... Um, Hopefully the event has grown you know, in stature of our partnership um, between Believe and Achieve, Rob, TJ Waste. Uh, we know that Alexandra Sports are you know, a sponsor as well. 
um so you know we're there as a community we're helping each other out yeah brilliant and and yeah i'd love to get alexander sports on as well they've been on my on my radar to to grab at some point uh, but that's that's great and, and and john like going back to what you said earlier about like you know it's kind of cliche to say it and stuff like that it it only is if nothing ever gets done but but this is like a real kind of like really good healthy local partnership that i think is fantastic so i don't yeah, see so it that, um it's cliched in any way yeah 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 so one of the things behind the scenes which people don't see is rob rob and us are quite keen of you know the environment and yeah, we do beach cleans um yeah, so we help out Rob's done quite a few beach cleans. We've helped out with them. The, there's the um, the fish along the uh, seafront where people collect the bottles. We help the people you know, collect the bottles and, and, and transport that for them. Uh, yeah, we our staff and, and Rob have been down um, helping out and tidying up round by the RNLI station. Okay. Uh, Rob's a supporter of them with yep. all the boats and the, you know the and unfortunately the the fly tipping that's down there yeah, you know, yeah. And, and keeping the beaches clean down there so there's things going on behind the scene outside of the marathon that you know it's all it's an all year round thing that um that hopefully the, the, it's not just about marathon day yeah absolutely absolutely that's amazing and yeah the fly tipping like you, you mentioned earlier is um pretty horrendous in some parts i know over the hill and stuff it's like you just can't believe sometimes that the amount of stuff that gets that gets dumped on the side of the road it's just it's terrible yeah, unfortunately, as we know, it's, the the cost of getting rid of waste these days, um, correctly, is expensive. You know, um, with cost of disposal, cost of plant, men, machinery, fuel, you know, it, it clearly has a knock-on effect to the um, people trying to get a a cheap win and, and tip it down the lane or tip it on the beach or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So out, out, of, out of sight, out of mind, as they say. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's passing the problem on to someone else. That's it, unfortunately. Yeah, which is which is a shame. But listen, I'm I'm sure you don't want to do think about work kind of on a Friday night, John. But uh, it's like probably the last thing on your mind. Um, but I have always wanted to know, like, what happens, I guess, to to all this waste, and, and I don't know, like, what kind of waste you you guys deal with and things like that. But but what happens, like, I guess, with the whole sustainability topic in, in mind. Um, what happens to the stuff that you collect and, and, you know, where does it go on? And do you have any interesting stories or statistics um, about the waste itself? Yeah, so the main waste that we take is is skip. It's a, what we call is construction and demolition waste and okay. industrial commercial. So if you're doing a project around the house, you have a skip. And what we're able to do there is, is take that skip and, and put it to our materials recycling facility and then segregate the parts that you just put into that skip into fractions that we can do something with or others can do something with. So we take the hardcore, the soil, uh, the metal, the wood, the plastic, the cardboard. How does it all get separated, John? Is, is it like, are there, are there actually machines that do it or is it some of it done by hand? Uh, it's a mixture of both. There's men and machines. So uh, there'll be a, a, a large machine at the front sorting the bulking material out. Okay. It will then go into a um, hopper up into a trumble so all the fines will drop out and we can then re repurpose them later. Uh, okay. And then it goes on to a long picking belt with pickers either side and they'll be picking stuff out to go into uh, different bays. And then from them bays, you have your wood, your metal, your plastic, your cardboard, um, UBVC, um, all of them 
types of, types of material we can reuse again. Okay. And then the stuff that we can't really reuse or has got dirty or has got contaminated into some, I don't mean nastily contaminated, but we can then put that into a, uh, a pile uh, and segregate that again. And then we can uh, rebundle that together and re-transport that off to um, be shredded. And that goes into a waste incinerator to create electricity. And then okay. from that waste incinerator, there's something called bottom ash. We can take that bottom ash and we can put that back through another process and that goes back into our aggregate. We can sell that back out for putting under patios and um, that. So it's a, it is a circular economy. Unfortunately, there's a tiny bit that goes to landfill because there are the roofing yep. felts. There, there are certain materials at the moment. It's too costly to um, yeah. do anything with or there isn't the facilities to do. But month on month, year on year, you know, technology is coming on. We're working on a project in the moment to take plastic back to oil um, because plastic started as oil. If we can take it back to oil and then we can use that to then eventually the long circle is to turn that back to some form of diesel to run the trucks on or diesel to run into a generator to then create electricity and perhaps run electric trucks. So okay. it, it's a long-term plan for sustainability. You know, it all takes time uh, and it all goes through the hurdles of legislation to, to get us there. But um, it is, when I first started in waste, I thought, you know what, what am I doing here? <laughs> it's, it's turned out to be a fan, you know, a fascinating subject yeah. uh, and a career that I've now been in for 25 odd years. You know, it's, it, and it, when the guy that interviewed me said there's no two days the same, there's not a dull day, he, he wasn't wrong. Um, yeah. Yeah, one minute we can be talking to someone who's sourcing through the waste. Uh, next minute, I can be talking to a, a minister of agriculture or minister for the environment uh, about the latest policy. So, you know, the, the days are very varied. So. Amazing, absolutely amazing. And never in, in history has it been more important than now. And, and obviously, it's always been important, but, you know, it's just so much in, in, in the spotlight now. That's why I asked the question, John, because often, often, you know, you know, we feel skips at home or skips with your business, whatever you're doing. And, and, and sometimes, like I said earlier, out of sight, out of mind, you don't really, you, you know, it's going somewhere. So it's just interesting to hear from you, like how much or, or how much of like the life cycle of that waste and, and what's going on and how, you know, you, you send some of it off to another company and then it comes back to you in another form, like the ash. And it's, 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 it's interesting. So it actually kind of makes me feel like stuff, you know, the, the waste is, you know, there are companies like yourselves doing that good stuff for the environment and reusing this wherever you can. So, well, I think you of... hit the nail on the head there where it is becoming more important because our drive uh, as a company is to take what we're taking off yourselves and create end to an energy. You know, we're looking yeah. at different ways of putting that back into the wood, into biomass, you know, the waste into pyrolysis and the energy from that gasification, incineration, energy from waste. You know, we're hoping within the next 10 to 15 years, what is coming out, you know, will be tomorrow's electricity. We're sat here on a computer. It will be powered by waste. You know, wind, you know, wind farms, um, we, you know, the sea, you know, waste, all of these things, you know, with government grants, with technology and universities, Portsmouth University is one that was working on it. We know Leicester University are working heavily with it as well. 
you know, so we've got some of the best brains in the UK working to get what we chuck in a skip or what we chuck in a dustbin to be tomorrow's power. Um, yeah, it's there at the moment. It's it, you know to get more of it. We're seeing it abroad. Germany, Switzerland, France yeah, are doing it, yeah, and we're following suit. So yeah, what you what you'll be chucking away will will be um, brilliant. You, brilliant. You'll be switching the light on with. Just, I, I just uh, this random '80s uh, kind of film came to mind, which was Back to the Future, when when Doc fuels his uh, DeLorean time machine with with all the waste from the bins. So <laughs> interesting, uh, just tying that. Yeah. Always, I, that always comes to mind. Uh, so as, as for the marathon, John, um, you mentioned earlier that obviously it's not just about the financial sponsorship um, that kind of happens between between you guys, but um, there's a lot of people um, taking part, a lot of like help in different ways from from people within the company and stuff like that. So can you tell us, um, you know, who from TJ Waste is helping with it all and, and perhaps maybe who's taking part as well? Yeah, so um, I'll probably take you back a little bit to the first time that we sponsored the marathon. Um, okay. It was probably only a couple of people that were really runners in the, in the company. Other people do different types of exercising, swimming, um, cycling one or two other bits and you know other sports horse riding kayaking um but no one really no sense of community that everybody was talking about we then sponsored the first marathon and people started to talk about it uh you know a few people entered and that was it for that year the second year all of a sudden as the as it started to come up so i don't know september you know, we started to say who wants to enter this year um, you know, what we're going to do as a company. Who, all of a sudden, there was a buzz about exercise. <clears throat> you know, and quite a few people then joined in, started to want to do, not necessarily the marathon, because obviously part of the, the package is a, a 10K, a half marathon this year, the Santa Run with a 5K, uh, and the marathon and on every other year, the Ultra. Yep. Um, but there was all of a sudden a buzz. And since then, so that's what, four years ago, you know, there's definitely a running community now um, and within, with inside the business. Um, you know, from uh, two of the ladies, one unfortunately has had to drop out. <laughs> She's walking the dog and she fell down the, the curb and, and twisted her ankle and oh, on, no. coming, to, coming to work this week on crutches. Uh, and she's really disappointed. Um, but she's really got into her running. Uh, there's another lady, Claire, who's, you know, uh, openly admits she's not, uh, doesn't necessarily like exercise, but has got into the running. She does other stuff with Rob. She's helped out with Rob. She loves the kayaking that Rob does. So she wouldn't have known about that if we didn't do the marathon. So Brilliant. she's got some joy out of it. Um, there's, I've got my own back in it in a way. And one of the reasons I started the triathlon was wasn't the greatest swimmer in the world. And, you know, one or two of the people in the office are very, very good swimmers. And uh, one of them sent me a challenge that, you know, if I could swim a mile, they'd run a, a 5K. Okay. Um, so I learned, I learned how to swim. And, uh, you know, there still remains to be seen that if he's ever going to do the 5K, we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, so th this year, I think we've got eight members of staff doing different events. Um, we've got staff that are helping out at the aid stations. We've got staff that are coming down to help Rob set up and be at the the sharp end of it at the beginning of the end. Um, we 
barriers and signs and wheelie bins and um you know setting up because we this year we've got Southsea Castle. Um we've helped uh, between Rob and ourselves, we, he secured Southsea Castle. So Brilliant. there is a uh somewhere to change at the end there's there's a t- at least a tent a covered area. Uh, oh that's amazing. Spot. So it's actually within within the castle. Within the castle itself, which would be a lovely setting to, to be wow. in. And we're going to start it just outside the castle. Um, so it'd be, it'd be really nice that there are, as there usually are, there'd, there'd be a, you know, some places for refreshments, but you know, we're hoping that'd be within the castle as well. Okay. So Great. yeah, it'd be a good start to it. So uh, we've got, on top of that, we've, we've also got um, suppliers and customers that know, know that we do the marathon and, um, you know, we, for different reasons, there's a couple uh, that work for JT Mackley, which are doing the works along the Eastern Road. They're very kindly moving some of the barriers for us from their works to let the course go through to make it a little bit easier. Oh, great. Uh, and they're doing it for charity, so we've um, allowed them to have some some places. Okay, uh, great. Yeah, and you know, people from our bank. Um, we've got, in our, our office, in our boardroom, we've got previous t-shirts and shirts and um, medals hung up in in frames and it's always a talking point when come you know when people come to visit us so oh, you know what's that on the wall for but well, that's a portion of marathon oh we, we do a little bit of running come and join us that's incredible um, man it's like it, it sounds like you've like really like it's like given birth to something there that's like amazing like it's just spreading it within the company and then like outside as well to your, to your customers even that's that's great yeah. Well, definitely within the company, it's we all we are sheep. We, we know we're sheep. Yeah. But actually, someone here's a. I remember when yeah, I wasn't really into running. I remember the first people saying they're going to do the um, Great South Run. I was thinking ten miles. Ten miles is a long way. Uh, yeah. I don't know doing that, and they were going to try and I think I'm never going to get me doing that. But actually, you hear them and you think, you know, I might try a little bit more. I might try a little bit further. And, it, and it, it takes momentum. And, you know, and I think that's what's happened in the office. It's taken momentum. There, there was you know, some people that use it for uh, weight loss. There's some people use it for fitness. Some people use it for uh, wanting to get back out in the community. Um, you know, meet different people. They were new to the area. They wanted to join a running club or, or join some events. Um, you know, we've got everybody from admin staff, managers, drivers, um, you know, there's different people within the, within the organisation that, that are taking part. Great. That's, that's amazing. I mean, I, I, hear, I hear it more and more these days with, with workplaces when, you know, you have a runner. I mean, it happened with myself. You know, I'm a runner in a team and, you know, you start off going out at lunchtime is when you can to, to do a run and people are like, well, Dan, are you really going to go out while it's raining? And people think you're, you're mad. And then it kind of catches on slowly. Someone will join you. Then another person will join you. And when I left my my team, obviously before COVID, before we were all dispersed to work from home, um, most of my team would, would leave the office uh, f- for their lunch break. And, you know, not all of them were running, but half of them were walking and going off for like, you know, two, three mile walks uh, at lunchtime. So yeah, it does. It does really spread, doesn't it? It does. Uh, people kind of get into it. What, what seems like, you know, something that, that they would never try would then be something that you know they kind of, kind of come to enjoy and, and see the benefit. So that's great. It sounds really good. 
the walking must be catching on because we've got five or six people who go out at lunchtime uh, and there's a route around our, our office into the into the fields at the back of Wickham. Um, okay. And, yeah, like you say, they do three, two, three, four mile walks at lunchtime. And yeah, yeah. they're regular. It doesn't matter what the weather is. They just change the clothing, uh, you know, to, to suit the environment. So, um, yeah. That's it. We'll have to, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to, I'll have to come out to you at some point and maybe we can do, maybe we could do like a, like a lunchtime, a lunchtime run or something. Yeah. <laughs> means, yeah. yeah. That'd be amazing. I'd love to go. I'd love to go run around there. Great. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so Joe, you must, you must have like a bit of a reputation then because you've obviously, you've done all your runs and all your marathons and, and you kind of like big into your training and stuff, but you've also, I think you started getting coaching like a while ago when we were, when we had done a couple of runs together, I think you'd, you'd taken on a coach to get you more experience with the swimming and, and the, and the strength and conditioning and stuff like that. Are you, are you still coached or are you on your own now? Uh, I'm back on my own and probably COVID didn't help with that. And okay. there's a chap called Phil Standen from I, I Try, a lovely chap. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know anything about strength and conditioning. I didn't know anything about technique when it comes to swimming. Swimming is more difficult technique-wise than playing yeah. golf. Um, I wasn't really, I could ride a bike, I wasn't a cyclist. You know, Someone said to me, you're FTP. I didn't have a clue when I first started what that was. Um, <laughs> You know, talking about what's and what's on a bike, you know. So I went to Phil and he said, Look, you know, I had actually participated and done a few triathlons, but I actually wanted to feel more comfortable doing them. I'm getting older. I actually want the body to hold up without injury. You know, yep. What do we need to do? And he got me to do the silliest exercise, which is on one foot. And he said, Great. He said, I know what I need to do. And it is literally adding a little bit and it's only a little bit of strength and conditioning an hour a week it would okay. be enough to do it um you know and as you get older you need that strength and conditioning because you, know, you need to continue your muscles to to keep on growing to prevent the injuries more than anything else um but it's not the reason i decided to to ask Phil to give me a hand is, is how to do it. You know, I'm going to do an exercise even now on my own, but I know if Phil was there, it's just a little tweak of what we can watch. Mm. You know, it's, it's just enough to put you in the right place to get the, the most out of that exercise. Um, you know, I've still got a list of exercises you know, that we, we do. I still do them exercises regularly. Uh, and I, I do find in touch with... You know, Injury-free, I, relatively. Yeah, and the other thing that he taught me was the 80-20 rule. I don't stick to it 100%, but in principle I do. You know, okay. because before I met Phil, everything was 100%. You know, if I went out for a run, if I wasn't doing near on PB pace, it wasn't a run. Um, and I was wondering why I was getting tight Achilles, you know, tight hamstrings, feeling fatigued after a run. You know, after the week's mileage combined, actually the 80-20, I haven't lost anything other than age in time and you don't feel so fatigued, but you can do more, you know, um, you can do more miles, you can do um, more training, uh, you know, with only 20% of being, you know, the, the, the harder miles that might just be, you know, in between lampposts down south here on one of your runs is 20% of your run is doing that. But it, it mixes matches as well. You're not just doing the, the flat out stuff. Yeah. Um, and he talked about nutrition. Okay. Uh, you know, I went and had my um, 
salt, how much salt I lost. Um, uh, went and had a, a proper VO2 max uh, with a chap in uh, Boar Hunt called Tim. Um, I don't know others have used him, a, a, a great chap, uh, done it proper the mask on, worked out my um, metabolic rate and gave me proper heart rate zones. You don't need to do that, but I was intrigued. I wanted to find out yeah. some proper blood tests. Uh, and you know, he, he put it both into heart rate zones, speed zones, uh, and lactate threshold zones. So you know, I knew all of them I could plug into it. Um, and one of the things, it taught me the difference between running on carbohydrates only or running at what point my, my carbohydrate, where my fat burn would, would turn into carbohydrates only. Okay. So when I'm running a marathon, I know at which point is a tipping point on a heart rate now. So you went deep. You went deep into the data, then, John. Hey, you went. Pretty... Well, yeah, there is a famous story about me in London. I got to twenty-three and a half miles and decided to um, mimic uh, Jonathan Brownlee and, and take a wobble in the road to be caught by a St John's ambulance. And we, uh, and, and, and we, we won't go. We won't go further on with that story, will we, John? <laughs> but I did finish it. I will say I did finish it. Um, but a little bit, one of my more longer marathons. But I did finish it because I was doing it for charity. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I wanted to finish it, and I wanted to, everybody had donated on to make sure that that was right. But and now I know what I know. You know, it's it was down to lack of the correct nutrition during the race. I was, I was literally, I was burning. I was in full carb burning mode from the very, very start, and wasn't taking enough on. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, tough lesson, tough lesson there. But no, it definitely sounds like the the training has helped, uh, the coaching uh, has has helped, sorry, um, immensely. And yeah, if you've gone helped. through all those tests and uh, you know kind of worked out what kind of a, a, a sweater of salt you are, because that's always in that's always an interesting one that, that not many people know. Um, yeah, and especially when we're going to do the marathons abroad, yeah, you know, I'm not a great lover of the heat, and I know that I do fatigue easier in the heat, so I need to know. Was it the salt? Was it not the salt? You know, how much do I need to take on? What other carbs do I need to take on? So I know now for myself, I need to take 90 grams of carbs an hour works for me. And, yep. and I've sussed that down to every four miles is, you know, in a warm marathon is to take a gel. Um, yeah, it's, it's different things for different people. There's no one thing. That, and you can read all these books. I thought I need to know what's right for me, not what's, you know, what's right for someone else. Um, yep. And having a coach, it was a coach and also a sounding board. You know, he's talking to different people, different experiences, very well knowledgeable in uh, triathlon and, and running. So, yeah, and I'm not saying I won't go back to see Phil. It's just COVID, work, yeah, timings. Yeah. Um, and I know now I can drop an email, pick up the phone to him. Like we'll meet for coffee now and again. We we exchange stories and we update each other. Um, and uh, you know, he sends a, a little bit of advice now and again. So yeah, again, another great friendship. Fantastic, that's great. And and I guess all that kind of help that you that you spoke about there helped you towards, as you said, as you mentioned earlier, race to the king, where you where you dipped your toe into the the long distance world of hundred uh, k. Yes, I mean, really, really enjoyed it. To be honest, enjoyed. The process as well, you know, getting out on the South yeah. Downs, getting out with friends, 
learning to run on different terrain, different conditions, um, you know, slopes, hills. All a different different world, isn't it? Different different yeah. different game. Yeah, and actually that that also strengthens different muscles you don't think you use when you're running on tarmac, you know, because you, your ankles get stronger, your yeah. movement gets stronger, and you feel more able to quickly react to things. You've got to be more aware of what's around you, you know, where your foot's going to land. It's all it's all good knowledge for your body and your brain. It's keeping them active at the same time. And of course, you're seeing lots of different things, lots of different parts of the scenery. Um, yeah, and, and we learned one of your tricks was to run places and get a train back, you know, see as far as you can run. So forces yep. to Winchester, I'd never think I'd run and get a train back, which, <laughs> which is, sounds bizarre, but it's the sort of thing we were doing. Well, yeah, we're makes trying. It, yeah, so, makes, yeah. makes a good day, good day out for it, especially when, you know, that train journey home where you can just like sit and have a coffee and just have a catch up about how the run went and stuff. It's uh, yeah, it makes a bit of a day of it, which is good. Yeah. Strange. You seem to get the cabin to your, yourself on the way back, mind you. <laughs> yeah. No, no one wants <laughs> to sit next to you. Away. I don't quite know what it was, but <laughs> I'll tell you what, that if any, if any listeners out there and, and, and John, you'll know what I mean, like the, that route from, you know, Winchester to, to Porchester or QE country park, that Southdowns way route. If you run there at the wrong time of year and you get the water, have you have you have you run it when it's when it's flooded? I haven't. Uh, oh. We run it when it's been wet, very wet, um, uh, parts of it. Um, yeah. So yes, I know. I know what you mean. There, there are routes we we run through a field on. I think it was King Alfred's Way, which was we end up running through a cow field, and it was literally the mud was over the top of our trainers when we we, we couldn't yeah. go one way or the other we couldn't turn back we had to keep going but uh yeah i've been waist i've been waist high before in in a in some of the some of the rivers just as you come out of winchester and you're 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 kind of that first kind of like five to ten miles wow i've, yeah. I've had some really cold you know been that, that just freezes you for the rest of the run and you've got like you know three four hours left to go and I've had some proper cold runs doing that route, so I always pick that pick the time of year now a little bit a little bit more carefully. But another another good one to do, John, if you guys are ever interested, and in, is um, the other side of the South Downs. So if you do, you can get a train to Amberley, I think it is, and then from yeah, Amberley yeah, you can yeah. run yeah the other way. It's great, really good there. Lovely routes, lovely routes. Yeah, yeah. So John, what is uh, as as we come to a close, what is uh, what does twenty twenty three have have lined up for you? Then, uh, un unlike me, have you got any <laughs> inspiration for events or races next year? Uh, we mentioned Boston early on, so that's that's definitely nailed on the calendar. Cool. Uh, um, I'm, I'm looking for. We did talk potentially about doing some along the Thames Path. Um, the hundred k or hundred mile? No, the hundred k. I'm not. I'm not too sure if we're quite up to hundred mile yet. Um, again, it's. It's a good it, it, yeah, it's only early stages of talking about it. I think we need to. I need to fit, fit some family time and some um, some holidays in. Now we, we can all go back out and, and do things. Yeah, because, you know, got to work around some university. Uh, Emily's last year this year, so there'll be graduation okay. towards the end of it. Harvey will be coming to the end of his first year. Yeah, you know, so a lot of things to, to fit in. There's a lot of things happening at work. Okay, uh, but yeah, no. It, for me, one of the drivers of all of this and why I enter events, I have to, I love the process of the training and getting out, but I have to have a goal. I, you know, I yeah. sit there with a the spreadsheet and I you know, or get the information from Strava, but there is, 
be it six weeks, 10 weeks, 14 weeks, 30 weeks, whatever it is, the training plan at the end is a goal. And, and that's the bit that keeps me focused and motivated to each week as I'm doing it. It's not the total miles of the week. It's, it's where the end goal is. Is known that's where you want to get. That's yeah. your journey to get there. And actually, we're in Italy this year. The event was due on a Saturday. It got cancelled on a Saturday. Didn't know if it was, it was on a Sunday. And I've had time to reflect. Uh, and I said openly then that actually it was a process that's as important as the event. The event's great. That's that's your you yeah. know, lap of honour, for want of a better word. But the process, you know, them early mornings, the, the runs on a Sunday with Richard, um, the 5K park run, the... Um, half marathon is, is halfway through your training, be it gospel, be it uh, another event somewhere. They're all the stepping stones, but it's a process that you know gives you the lap of honor at the end. And actually, if that lap of honor doesn't happen, you still have that period of time before, and you can look back and reflect and say, Do You know what? I've done all of that, and yep. I wouldn't have done it if you know exactly. I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. It's, I mean, it's, it's similar to, I guess, describing it like, like I sometimes think of it. As, as a dance like you don't you don't participate or or, or do like a nice a romantic let's say you're having a romantic dance with somebody it's not all about the the last note of the dance is it it's it's the dance itself it's the whole dance that, that is the important but not not the last note of the song yeah very much so yeah yeah so you know you've got to you've got to kind of enjoy every every run and and think of it as a as a, as a story rather than the last page so but yeah absolutely completely uh completely relate to that um, and John, if anybody wants to connect with you based on like anything you've spoken about today or, or your training or TJ Waste, anything like that, where are you on social media, Strava, Instagram? Where, where's, where's best to find you? Um, good, good question. <laughs> well, I'm not the world's best on social media. I am on Instagram. You've got a uh, gram account. That's good. That's good, John. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know what? It's, um, I'll tell you what. It's, yeah, John goes runs, I think. Um, but, yeah, I'll find it. Uh, I'll find it before the end of this interview, because <laughs> I have got my phone next to me. So let's see if I can find it. But John, uh, you, you, I think you've listened to a few of these interviews before, and you know that we always kind of end off with um, with some recovery run questions, just to kind of like close off and, and learn a final few things about about the guests. Yeah. So I'm going to kickstart these quick fire questions, um, and the first one is, John, favorite shoes for the road and for the trail. Uh, you got me into hawkers and never think you never thought you would. Um, <laughs> but, and, and you know, you know, the Cliftons I wear for most of the time. Uh, the Rickon, oh, I've got my um qualifying time on the marathon in them. Uh, and I just tried the Mac Fives, which um, which I'll keep for events, I think, because they don't seem quite as robust on the bottom, but there's, there's a little bit less weight in them. So they seem a, a nice one for a triathlon, actually sticking on once you've been off the bike. Nice, nice. Yeah, I really got on with the Mac 5 this year. I thought they were a, yeah. they were a fantastic addition to the, to the you know, your kind of weekly mileage and stuff. So. And um, on the trails, it's uh, the Essex. Um, um, I can't remember the, 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 the name of them, but they're quite chunky underneath. They, they've got quite a nice bit of sponge, but they've got a good grip on the bottom. I was just okay. they fit my feet better than than other ones i've tried so a bit, bit of a mix and match there nice nice well, I'm, I'm pleased you're getting on with the hokers and uh yeah if you ever want any any other ideas or suggestions let me know let me know always happy to help yeah okay uh what running watch are you using uh phoenix seven phoenix seven Garmin. okay is yeah. that is that the latest is that the latest garmin 
Uh, yes, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And does it do solar charging as well? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think with the battery, it's 17 days. Uh, and if you go to start a run, just when you've done the battery, it's just something ridiculous, like 65 hours, which I'm never going to run 65 hours. But okay. yeah, it, they've made the Fenix lighter. Uh, I've got, I haven't gone for the big X. It's the, it's the medium one. It's lighter now, um, but it, it does uh, a lot. And because I swim, uh, and as you get older, your eyes get a little bit worse. The, the display on it when you're swimming is quite good through goggles. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it's, it's a good, comfortable everyday watch, to be honest. Brilliant. Cool. Uh, what's your favourite post-marathon treat? So after, after, a, after a, a marathon, wherever you are in the world, John, because I know you do a lot of overseas ones, what's your favourite treat? In the UK, it's probably hot chocolate, a broader beer, uh, either salty crisps or a pizza with, uh, yeah, uh, a nice slice of pizza or... or a bag of salt crisps you know tends to go okay. down yeah john not surely not a slice a whole damn pizza yeah <laughs> that depends on the length of the event <laughs> <laughs> awesome and what's your what would, what would you say uh, out of your races you've done or, or maybe if, even if it's not a race biggest achievement so far that you've experienced biggest achievement i know it's a tough it's a tough question I'd have to say it was the first Ironman in Bolton that I completed. Um, okay. More than anything else, eight months before that, I was lucky if I could swim 25 metres. Well, I could swim 25 metres, but not very well. Yeah. You know, to string four lengths in the, in the pool together without being out of breath at that point. So it's not a running I know, but that was probably the biggest achievement of that, you know, doing 3,800 metres in you know, 2.4 miles in the lake. Um, you know, not eight months before and not be able to do string four lengths together was probably the biggest achievement. Wow. Um, and obviously the first, you know, the, the one that sticks in my mind is the first ever marathon I did was London. Uh, okay. It's my favourite marathon out of them all. <clears throat> I've been lucky enough to do it six times now and raise just over £30,000 for charity through doing that. Um, <laughs> You know, just by doing that, and that's just sheer London. You, know, you tell somebody you're doing London, it, it does seem to get people to put their hand in their pocket. You know, yeah. But to the charities I've chosen over, over time have been ones that are close to everybody's heart. I'm sure they are. But um, yeah, so they're, they're all mixed in there. So running London and the charity, yeah, they're raising the money. But you know, the, the first. 2.4 mile swim and then getting out on a bike and then doing a marathon afterwards as you know physically that's the biggest achievement brilliant brilliant and finally john anything that you want to add um or finish with like either about the running community or, or your own running that we haven't that we haven't covered already um nothing that strikes me to mind other than looking forward to seeing everybody at christmas hopefully the weather is going to be kind to us um and enjoying the community and you know of course if part run on new year's day listen to someone play the bagpipes oh oh yes i think i think words kind of getting out that that there, that there will be there will be a scottish theme on on new year's day i think we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wait to hear the announcement from Southie if they uh, if, if they want if they want them down there or not i'll <laughs> jump in the water afterwards as we did last year but um yeah, I, I did see you've been in the sea lately uh, at three degrees water temperature and hats well, off to you. That, that's cold. 
I'll tell you what, yeah, this, this morning, this morning was the worst. This morning was, it took it to new heights for me this morning. I, I was, I was hoping because I, because we, we've got a little kind of WhatsApp group going with a, with a few of us. I, I put a message out going, look, is anybody going down to the water this morning? Expecting there to be no reply. Uh, and of course, Colin, you know, Colin Reynolds, who's, yeah, who's actually yeah. who's one of my, one of the first guests on the show. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'll go down if um, you can make, um, you know, quarter plus eight or whatever it was. And I was like, yep, let's do it. So we, yeah, <laughs> we went down there. And actually, do you know what, John? The strange thing is, we always think we're going to be the only ones on the beach, but you never are. There's there's always groups of people going into the water at the moment. So it's a uh, it's amazing, absolutely. Yeah. And, and hats off to you. You know, I, I would have to have the thermal gloves, the wetsuit. <laughs> And yeah, yeah. yeah I've, 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 had to, I've, I've actually had to, I've had to start using um, what's that material called again? Is it neo, neoprene? Yeah, neoprene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've had to start using neoprene, just socks over my over my toes because um, that it was my feet were so cold. They were starting to get so cold. I was getting a, a few little chill blains, which which don't yeah. go away, and then they obviously affect the running as well. So yeah, no, I don't want to be doing that. No. But other than that, it's shorts, and that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good it's all good fun it's all good fun john listen thank you so much for your time mate i i, I know it's uh yeah it was it was we eventually got the time we eventually got on to record um and it's been great to kind of chat with you and find out more about kind of what's involved with sponsoring the events and and also you know a massive um uh, i want to kind of extend a thanks out to to everybody at tj waste as well because obviously there's going to be people helping out on the day so if, if you guys over at TJ Waste are listening to the show, thank you. Thank you so much. We'll be, we'll be singing the jingle. Runners, don't forget to sing the jingle as you go past all the volunteers. Um, and yeah, I'm sure none of the help will be wasted on the day. Sorry, John, that's my bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't tell jokes on the show. <laughs> Listen, I look forward to seeing you on the day, John, and uh, have a fantastic Christmas um, to you and the family and see you soon. Likewise, Dan. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers, John.